0: You guys don't know how bad I wish that I could play music when I record this podcast. Every time before I record the podcast, I turn on my bad bitch music. Today was Obsessed by Mariah Carey. If you follow the Instagram, you will know this. And I just twerk my little heart out until I feel like a bad enough bitch to come talk on this podcast because it is quite intimidating sometimes, Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh, no, sorry, i don't give it up to strangers. (laughs) Yeah, you can listen to my podcast, though. What's it called? Meet My Mess. But nonetheless, I'm happy to be here. Hello? Hola. Hi. Guten tag. Good morning, good night, good evening, and thank you for tuning in. Happy Thursday also. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Meet My Mess podcast with moi, your host, with the most, um, Carissa Harrison. I almost forgot my name there. Weekly update. My menstrual mess has been resolved. Wow. Um I have finally gotten answers. I am not pregnant. I am not dying. I just had low iron like everyone else in this world. If you have not listened to my last couple episodes, you've been missing out on me talking about my menstrual struggles where I have been bleeding for the last two months. Um, But now I am taking iron pills. Um, He gave me a medication to stop the bleeding until things regulate again. And now I feel a lot more like myself. Um, For the past year, I have not really been dating that much. No one really has because of the pandemic, but also I just like had no interest in anyone really. Um, everyone was just repulsive to me, was annoying. I didn't have the energy to date. Um, I was not interested in sex at all, which is very unlike me. Um, but since taking this medication and getting back on track, I am like a kid in a candy shop. I am constantly like a leopard in the Amazon searching for its prey. Kidding. But I am definitely have got my libido back. I am ready to get back on the town, meet some people, date again. It's almost summer. I'm stoked to be feeling better. Although physically I'm feeling better, I am stressed at the moment. Um... You can skip through this if you don't actually care about how my life's going right now and you just want to hear me talk about dating. But I am unemployed, which is stressful as fuck. There are no jobs, especially entry-level jobs in the midst of the pandemic. If anyone's hiring, they want to hire someone that already knows what they're doing. And I don't know anything. So I have no job. Um, It's stressful. So that's where all my energy has been. You will be able to tell by my look today, which is a seven-minute look of wash your hair, do nothing with it, fill in your eyebrows, put some mascara on, some concealer, and some lip gloss, and you are off to the races. But I'm happy to be on the podcast because this always makes me feel better. It makes me feel fulfilled. And I do kind of treat this like my career. So, because hopefully one day it will be so. I'm happy that I at least have this going for me and have all you listeners. Speaking of unemployment, I want to get right into today's to today's topic, which is grounds to ghost. Starting with employment, dump his ass. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding, kind of. Um, but yeah, today we are going to do an episode on grounds to ghost. Um the dating world it gets kind of complicated sometimes you're like is this something that should be a big deal to me should I let this go is this something I should be worried about um and the lines are a little blurry so I'm just going to give you my opinion on um some of the classic reasons why people get ghosted and maybe if you get ghosted often you'll learn a thing or two um And also, if you always find yourself with, like, really shitty guys and keep finding yourself in positions where your relationships don't work out, maybe you'll learn something new and a reason that you should stay away from someone. Um, I figured this is kind of like a little mix of ass advice and messy moment in one segment, one super segment. Um, So... That's it. That's all I had to say about that. Um, But I would say ghosting is single-handedly the best thing our generation created. You can go on dates with no responsibility to that person. In the olden days, you would have to actually meet someone in person you would it would likely be someone in your workplace or in your school or in your social group that's how you'd meet someone so you would inevitably 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 probably run into them eventually um now that's not really the case a lot of dating is done online or you meet each other over the internet or I don't know like social circles aren't as tighten it anymore I feel like uh and we're all working from home so it's not like you're meeting people like that like pretty much dating online is the only way to meet people right now um which is why ghosting is crucial because there are also some fucking wacko nut jobs on the internet but yeah you get to go on dates with no responsibility um it's the best I would say that if you've been on more than five dates with someone, you probably owe them an explanation as to why you're no longer answering them or why you no longer want to go out with them. Obviously, you don't owe someone an explanation if you're not in a relationship. But I think that after five dates, it's probably polite to have a conversation with the person you've been seeing as to why you're completely ignoring their texts, um, just so they don't start going mental. But at the end of the day, you can do what you want. If you don't have a commitment, you don't have a commitment. And that's the beauty of ghosting. You can just delete a number and it is like they are completely dead to you. You'll never see that person again. You'll never have to hear from them. And they just have to deal with their shit on their own. It's beautiful. Um. Yeah, we're going to just get right into it about all the reasons why one might ghost or get ghosted <clears throat> <sighs> does anyone ever realize that whiskey tastes like butter does anyone agree with that statement if so let me know um Yes, I mentioned unemployment as a reason to ghost before, but I actually seriously would like to talk about it now. I feel like I am really in a stage and voice of just, like, ASMR today. I feel like there's not a lot of fluctuation in my voice. It's not because I'm not excited about the topic. It's just a dreary day out, and dreary days make for less energy. So... But I am really excited about this episode. I think it's going to be interesting. I'll also probably give you guys some uh, stories about why I've ghosted people and maybe you will learn from them. Um, the first one being unemployment. Sorry, I am so losing my train of thought today. Um, there is a difference between having no job And being in between or in like a lull in your career, I guess. And maybe I'm just saying that to make myself feel better about the situation I'm in right now. But I think there is someone, there's like the people who just like sit at home all day and like chill and watch TV and just collect EI. And then there's like someone who's like, has a startup, per se. And that's all they're focused on right now. Those are very different situations. Um someone who has a startup, they might not have a lot of money. They are technically not employed by someone else, but their energy is focused on somewhere and they are doing something to eventually produce money. Whereas someone who is just sitting on the couch today every day eating potato chips only re- I am really like not able to speak today. I I need to start doing like tongue twisters at the beginning of podcasts so that I don't like trip over my words. I just get so excited about the next thing I have to say that I start talking about it before it's even time. Um. But yeah, big difference. Or there's a difference between what I was going to say. There is a difference that person with a startup fucking christ that person with the startup is way different than the person who just sits on their couch and applies for reality tv all day um one has drive and one does nothing and let me tell you what is wrong with the person who does nothing all day. And I want to preface, I am not talking about people who are on disability, who are on mat leave, stuff like that, where they have a reason why they're not working. I'm talking about people who are just straight up lazy, not doing anything. And this is why this does not work. It is because if they don't have enough drive to do anything, to work on anything that they're passionate about, to make enough money to make a living, how are they going to have enough drive to work things out with you when things get tough? How are they going to have enough drive to raise children with you? Um, drive is just naturally sexy. Um, yeah, if someone's driven about, driven and passionate about work or something else in their life, they are going to likely be more passionate towards you. Um, Yes, drive is sexy. Honestly, I've never really had a problem with dating like a non driven guy who wasn't doing anything. I don't feel like this is a very common issue people have to deal with. I think it's probably more common that men find women who were unemployed living off some other kind of money, but I'm not here to shame anyone. Um, but yeah just be honest about your career. I saw this guy. I know I know this is very common in like LA and New York when people work in the entertainment industry, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm, a, I'm an actor, singer, promoter, like all these different titles. And they really just have acted in one independent film at their local college. And... I have also had experiences like this. I was recently talking to this guy. He was 24, 23, young, younger guy. He told me that he had a lot of investments and I wasn't going to question where his money came from. That's not really my position. But he started telling me, he was like, I'm going to Greece next week. But all flights out of Canada have closed to hot destinations. So I was like, Hmm. seems a little fishy. So I said that I was like, how are you getting to Greece with all the borders closed? He was like, oh, I'm taking a private jet Of course. I was like, mm, okay, I'm a little skeptical, but I don't have a reason not to believe you yet. Um. Two weeks passed. he was still in Vancouver. He had not left <laughs> to Greece. I didn't bring it up because I wasn't going to be a dick, but I also was just like, okay, obviously you're probably a liar. Um, Most likely you were never going to Greece. He also said that he owned a bunch of houses and he like had sent me a picture of his house before and he's like, this is my house. This is where I stay full time. It was super nice house, great view, great house, gorgeous. Um, And it's not cheap to buy a house in Vancouver at all, at all, it's so expensive. So I was naturally impressed. Excuse me, chewing on ice. Um, and then one time we were on the phone and he like slipped up that his mom lives there. And you know what? I don't want people to think I'm sitting here, um, shaming people who still live with their mom. That's not what I'm doing. What I am shaming. And also I don't give a shit. If you don't have money, I literally could not care less. It's obviously a nice bonus. If you do, you'd be lying. If, Anyone would be lying if they said that they wouldn't love to just have someone financially stable with them. It's natural, but I really don't. That's not going to change how I feel about you, if you have money or not. What is going to change my opinion on you is if you look like a lying loser. I went from thinking you were this 24 year old investor who had a private jet and lived on his own, was very stable to a guy who lies, lives with his mom. And now I don't even know what you do for a living. Do you do anything for a living? Do you just get handed money? um, Are the cars you drive even yours? Like everything you've told me is a lie. And now I have no idea how you spend your days because you lied to me about it in the first place. So um, unemployment and lying about your career grounds to ghost. There is a difference between lying about your career and just like floofing it up a bit. Of course, everyone's kind of trying to make their career sound the best they can when they're on the first dates. You're not going to go on a first date and tell them about your deepest, darkest trauma and your most embarrassing secrets. The same as you wouldn't tell them about your shitty ass job. Or you would tell them, but you wouldn't, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Moving on, because I'm just getting off track now. Second grounds to ghost as if they are a sociopath or give you signs that they are a sociopath. This might seem self-explanatory, but in my experience, it's not. I've ended up with a lot of sociopaths know a lot of girls who dated sociopaths so I think that it's important that we just go through the rules a little bit and maybe point out some red flags and uh, maybe it will save someone so if you get the vibe that there is a screw loose on the first couple dates there's probably a screw loose um it sounds so obvious but like these people who are like sociopaths narcissists people like that are masters of manipulation And it's so easy to get yourself sucked up into something like that because they are giving you all the love and attention and showering you with praise and giving you everything you've ever wanted at the beginning. Um, but I think that some cases are more severe than others. And I think that you really need to be careful with who you are dating. Um, the reason that things and things are nerve-wracking to you and like, sorry, the red flags you see in the beginning are always the reason you will leave in the end. I've said it once and I'll say it again. Words, words, Carissa, words. You know them. They're your friend. You've known them for 21 years. Come on. You guys have a good relationship. Get back on track. (sighs) Okay, some things to look out for. Some ways to potentially identify a sociopath, narcissist, etc. cetera. Um, if they're hiding from their past or brushing it off or downplaying it, that is a big red flag. Um, if they can't be honest with you about mistakes they've made or um, like the life they've been through they're hiding something and it's something you should probably know um it's not me saying that you should force information out of someone but definitely be wary of the fact that people if someone if you've been dating someone for a couple months and you guys are getting super close and there's just one part of their life they just won't let you in on um you need to definitely have a conversation about that because in my experience the things that they have hidden are things I would have definitely ran away from in the beginning if I had actually seriously had these conversations with them. Um, Another thing to look out for is if they flood you with compliments at the beginning and then later on they start to work in insults with them. This is something I've experienced in quite a few relationships and it's really, really, really easy to overlook them. And I hear it in unhealthy relationships all the time, people doing this, but, um, like for an example, if you are about to go out for dinner on a dinner date, you're wearing gold, excuse me, uh, you're wearing gold at a crazy salad for lunch. You're wearing gold and um you walk out and he's like wow you look so beautiful. You also Ugh, that's not what I meant to say. Fuck. Wow. Um if they if you walk out and you, you're like they're like oh you look so good in gold while you're wearing pink you know, that is um, a red flag. I remember one time I yeah, had my nails painted purple and my ex was like, oh, your nails look so much better with this color. And it's like little things like that. It's like you're complimenting me, but you're insulting me at the same time. And those things really do start to get to you. They diminish your confidence and eventually you will break you'll have literally zero confidence and all of your confidence will come from their compliments and trying to seek their approval eventually making you become obsessed with them I'm just gonna round off some red flags I've ignored bullet wounds um not asking where they came from I deserve to know that um I have stuff in my past I'm not ready for you to know about. I've ignored that red flag so many times. Like I said, it always comes out as something scarier. Um, if they're always changing a story, like if they've told you, talked to you about a certain time in their life multiple times, and each time like a new detail comes out or something's different about the story um that's usually a sign that they're lying about what really happened and they can't really keep track of their own lies themselves um if they're a different person when they drink I don't know if that's a huge red flag for everyone else but it is for me because um seeing people get angry when they drink is really triggering for me so that's huge for me um if they have extreme anger or aggression towards others huge red flag um they can treat you like gold but if they treat other people like shit what's to like what's to say that won't turn on to you one day if you make them mad enough or if you guys are going through a rough spot I remember one of my exes he told me that like someone gave him a ticket on the train and so he got off on the same train station as them and like went to where they were having coffee and took his coffee and like went over and like dumped it on their table. And I like got kind of mad at him. I got really mad at him actually because I was like, that's not an appropriate way to behave. You can't act that way. So if someone's acting aggressive or like, yeah, there's just been multiple incidences where I've had um, boyfriends act aggressively and towards others. And it eventually, that aggression did come back onto me once we became more comfortable. He wasn't so obsessed. And that brings me to my last point. If they have borderline obsessiveness, that you mistake for love. This is so common. It's so easy to think um, that you are just falling really fast for someone and it's love at first sight and all that. But if something in your head is like this, if there's, okay, I'm going to say, If you're falling in love and it seems like almost like borderline obsessiveness and there's not any of these other red flags, I'm gonna say it. I don't know, because I've actually never been in this situation, but maybe that would be okay. But if they are showing this borderline obsessively in love with you and they have all of these other red flags, definitely run (laughs) fast. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know, you guys. I've heard of so many people who have just been like it was love at first sight and now we're getting engaged and married and it worked out so well and I thought oh my gosh she's so obsessed with me so fast it's moving so fast and I just let myself go and now we're in love and everything works out for the best and I know that works for some cases but I'm just saying in my case scenario when I've thought that they might be a little too obsessed they've always been a little bit too obsessed and it's turned into stalking later on two occasions um Unsolicited dick pics Or news in general I've talked about this last week So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it But yes, also Rewind uh, uh, uh. Sociopath grounds to ghost Moving on Unsolicited dick pics Also grounds to ghost We talked about this last week As I said Um It's just not cool at this point Women have made it very clear to you We don't want pictures of your dingling, um, Mostly, honestly, you guys ruined it for yourselves. I didn't mind seeing dick pics until they started coming so frequently and from men that I have no interaction with or relationship with. It's gross. It's old. We're tired. Um, know what's hot? Someone asking you about yourselves, t- talking to you, complimenting you, noticing things about you. That's what will get our loins just on fire. Not your pictures of your dick. And that's not to say we don't like dick. That's not what I'm saying. We love it. And also if you're in a relationship, very different story. Um, Obviously, that is much more okay to send um, dick pics in that case scenario. Um, Again, very different if you ask for them too or if you guys are like exchanging during a sex and encounter, but random nudes, especially over like Instagram DM, like the worst is when you like go to your Instagram DMs and like a cute guy you've been kind of chatting with sends you like one of those flash pictures and you click it and it's just, your whole screen is just dick. And scary, you know? You're not expecting that. You're eating your Cheerios on a Tuesday and all of a sudden there's dick in your face. I said I wouldn't talk about it for a long time, but it's honestly just tiring. Um, I've also heard that there might be different expectations for this in terms of the LGBTQ plus community. I heard that gay guys send pictures of their dicks before they even meet every time without questions asked that they like send it off. Um, It's just part of dating as a gay guy which would make so much sense because you guys are all so fucking horny, you dudes. Why wouldn't you, like you love to jack off and shit. So why wouldn't you send dick pics? Makes very logical sense, but I would like to know if that's true. Also, girls dating girls, I feel like it would be kind of more of a similar thing. I feel like, I don't know for sure. I haven't, I haven't talked to anyone about this. So girls write in, but I feel like maybe again, it would just be like more of a mutual respect and understanding about, what goes on in a sexual relationship? Whereas with men and women, I think sometimes there's a little bit of a disconnect. Um yeah. So that is number three, unsolicited nudes, grounds to ghost. Um, let's talk about pain for a second. It needs to be talked about, it's awkward, money makes things weird, but it needs to be talked about. Um men should pay on the first few dates in terms of a heterosexual relationship. Again, would love to know what those standards are in the LGBTQ community, um, how paying for dates works. In that sense, I would love to know. Um, So write in. But I think that the best way to go f- about things is men, you pay for the first couple dates. And then also... Women, that doesn't mean that you can like treat him like an ATM. You know, like I think that it's nice that you pay for things here and there and sprinkle it in every once in a while. So you don't make him feel like he's literally just paying for your whole life. But I do think that it should be like a 75-25 deal. Um, probably just because I don't want to pay for my own shit. Let's get real. And it's been like that for whoa. I hope this whole thing isn't like okay, whatever. My there was like a technical glitch, but whatever. Um, it's been like this for centuries. So this is like the one tradition like I'll keep. We have to pay the pink tax you pay for our shrimp and lobster. Thank you. Um, yeah. I went on a date a couple weeks ago and he- I wasn't very interested in him. We only had one drink, and I told him like I can't have any more. I'm driving, really, I just didn't want to hang out with him anymore. um, but I wouldn't drink and drive anyways. Don't worry, I would have yeah um but he offered to pay for half of my drink, and this Literally, nothing has ever made my pussy more dry than having a guy offer to split my $7 margarita. Um, he We get the bill. He starts pulling change out of his pocket. Doesn't even have a wallet. Doesn't even have a wallet. Pulls toonies and loonies out of his po- pocket. Puts them on the table and starts counting them. And he's like, the waitress goes, together or separate? And he looks at me goes like, at waiting for me to answer. And I was like, um, we can just get it together. I'll take it. Don't worry. Because I, like, felt bad. This guy, like, clearly didn't have much money, but it was fucking really uncomfortable. And I'm not making fun of him for not having money. I'm just saying it's unattractive to be so cheap. Um, if you can't afford to go on dates and you're, like... like <sighs> don't offer to pay for half the margarita that's so much worse than just splitting it like literally anything would have been better splitting it better um asking if I could pay the bill better um than split t- paying your bill and giving me three loonies towards my one margarita it's just so much <laughs> <Dude. laughs> I feel so bad like I feel like such a bitch saying this but like fucking propose a fun free date outside if you can't afford to go out um because that's a great way to form connections too um next if you're not on the same page grounds to ghost um if you want completely different things then what's the point in wasting your time together if you want sex and they want a relationship, you guys just aren't the people for each other right now. And that's okay. There are hundreds of thousands of millions of other people out there. And don't put yourself in a position to get hurt. Um, Especially like if someone's like, yeah, like I just want hookups with you. And you're already starting to develop feelings. That's especially when you need to run. Because if someone straight up tells you what you they want and you agree to that, it's your fault if you get hurt after that. Because you agreed to something. And if you're in your head you're telling yourself it's something different than it is, that's not fair to take that out on someone else when they told you their expectations for your relationship. Um and it sucks. It does suck sometimes, unfortunately. This, like literally the beginning of the pandemic, I met this guy and he was a dream to me. Could have built him in a factory. Like 6'4, tatted, oh, just so hot, in shape, played sports, had a good job, Um, on paper. I would have married him tomorrow. But he really like did not want anything to do. He didn't with the fact that. Okay, sorry. How do I explain this? He didn't want anything to do with the fact that I. Like I am. It's a non-negotiable for me that we at least like meet, hang out a bit before we just like start hooking up because like for me having sex with just like a random body isn't really doesn't really do it for me. I've said it on the podcast before. And so for me, like I am able to have casual relationships, but I also do need some sort of friendship at least, for us to have a casual relationship. And he was not willing to budge on the fact he was not willing to ever go out for drinks, ever go out for food, ever, like, even, like, watch a movie together. Like, he was like, this is strictly sex because I've been here before and girls get attached. And I was like, okay, get that, but I'm not that girl. And we, like, went back and forth for so long and we ended up talking for, like, literally, like, a year just, like, over text because he we just couldn't get on the same page. Like we just could not get on the same page. Um, We were both very interested for different reasons. Um, But then like once I started to get to know his personality and we started talking so much, I started to realize, okay, I don't think that anymore I could have a casual relationship with this person because he is like, I actually do have like genuine romantic interest. And I do think that this is someone I would actually want to date. So I ghosted him. (laughs) I know that makes no sense in your head, but like for me, I knew his expectations. I knew I wasn't going to be able to live up to those expectations and that I was going to develop feelings. So if he is not willing to even hang out with me, then like I just deserve better and we just want different things. So I think that um, making sure you're on the same page is massive 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 the most important thing out of any of these um yeah and if you're not ghost wow i've been like rambling i've been like popping these off so fast i'm gonna have like the quickest episode ever very to the point today so just give me a sec to drink my drink i would love to know what you're all drinking Insert sponsor that I don't have. Okay, next, the what are we talk. This is something I think that really needs to be discussed first. What are you looking for and what are we? Very different conversations. Could not be worlds more different. The Jesus Christ, Jesus the what are we sorry the what are you looking for conversation can happen whenever i have guys message me that as their first message on dating apps um it's a fair question to ask to know again if you are even remotely on the same page um it's an uncomfortable question to ask and answer i'm shit at answering that question probably because i just don't fucking know what i want but um Yes, very different questions. What are you looking for? It can happen, whatever. What are we on the other hand is a very different question. Um, I think the timeline for bringing this up is something that really needs to be discussed. It obviously depends a lot on the relationship. So how much are you hanging out with this person? Are you guys together five days a week or have you do you go on one day every two weeks? That obviously... One relationship is going to build way, way faster and probably has a stronger connection than the other relationship. Um, What's been established? Have you guys had that? What are you looking for conversation? Um, Obviously, if you guys establish this is just a hookup scenario, this conversation should never be had um, unless something changes. Uh, but if you are, if you've had that, what are you looking for conversation? they say, just to like, see where things go dates. I think that checking in is fair on that, but only after the time period I'm about to mention also the type of connection you have obviously makes a huge difference. Um, you obviously fall faster for some people than others. So having that conversation is going to depend on the relationship as with anything, but I would say as a rule of thumb, let the person with more commitment issues bring up this conversation. Um, it keeps you as a kind of, I think it makes someone with commitment issues go, okay, so why won't they commit to me? Why aren't they bringing this up? Why aren't they bringing this up? And then they'll bring it up and they'll start to want it and it will uh, work out better in your favor, I think yeah the person with more commitment issues should bring it up however if you are in a heterosexual relationship um the dude should bring it up first (laughs) because they're just so easy to fucking run away they're such bitches we could not have made it easier for you guys what's going on weird sounds oh my dog just fucking licking himself can you guys see him timothy timothy oh you're so cute, dog mom moment. Okay, um. Now let me give you this timeline. So, if someone brings up the "what are we" conversation before a month, run for the hills. That's way too early. So early, and please don't bring it up. If you're like thinking about, oh, is this like a fair amount of time? It's not. Um, if it's before a month. <laughs> definitely not um I think before three months you should be cautious as fuck I think that's still really soon to be asking what you are um unless again it is one of those relationships where you're spending all the time together um oh where are you going and then sorry guys my dog is just being a little bit distracting um I think if you hit that three to six month range, that's when you feel it out. Um, Whenever you feel ready in that time period, that's when you should bring that conversation up. Perfect timing. I think Um, four or five months, perfect. But if someone brings this up to you after six months and it scares the shit out of you, probably not the person for you. Um, After six months, I think you start to act, you should probably like, know by now if it's someone you'd be interested in dating um if it's after six months and you're still scared you probably have some internal issues you need to work on or you just don't like that person that much which is fine but let them continue on so they can find someone that is interested you know number seven um bad sex we gotta talk about it we've all been there um It takes time to get to know someone's body. I'm not going to sit here and say, if you have bad sex once, you should block them. Even though I would like, I'm kind of going to at the end say that anyways. So I'm just going to shut my mouth now. Um, But yeah, it does take time to get to know someone's body. If after a few times there is no improvement, that is grounds to ghost, um, especially if they aren't listening to what you want. If you're saying this is what I like in bed, if you're like telling them this verbally and they're still not doing it, not worth your time. Um, but I would say if the sex is just like straight up awful, like. Yeah, like, I don't know, you just get the ick if it's like so fucking bad one time um, and you usually just lose interest. Um I think that some of the main bad sex experiences I've had that have like been like a one, one hookup and like I can't talk to you again has been like if their dick is like bigger than like eight inches like massive and they don't know how to use it. I think that also side note. When I was in high school, guys were always telling me that their dicks were like eight inches, nine inches, all this shit. And then they would send pictures and it would be like four and a half, five inches. It's hilarious. I used to believe it too. I used to think like the average dick size was like eight inches. Um, I really hope men don't do that anymore. Like, I don't think it's as common for people to be like, how long is your people to be like, how long is your dick? Like, that's not, that's like high school shit, but it's just fucking hilarious that people would say that. And, like, it was, like, a common thing. Like, everyone just lied and, like, added two or three inches to their pea size. Um, Yeah. If your dick is too big and you just have no idea how to use it and it's just painful, um, that is, I think, grounds to ghost. Um, It sucks. But, like, men with big dicks, you need to learn how to use it. Um, Hopefully, you've had a girlfriend by now that's, like, showed you that. But I've been there and some of you really don't know. Uh, also it's like guys are there's a difference between being rough in bed and being rough on your body um for example guys who rub your clit like they're trying to rub a stain out of their favorite t-shirt painful as fuck it's so uncomfortable um or if they just like go in with a straight finger blast with like no lubrication these are all rookie ass moves but if you are doing these things like these types of things you don't deserve another chance I'm sorry you should have learned by now if you're above the age of 20 and you don't know these things we have a huge problem there should be sex school where people just like learn like easy things, like how to make a girl come. Like if guys could go to something like that, oh my God, we would all just live in such a more beautiful world. Um, if there's just no chemistry or if it's awkward, just, I don't know, maybe give it another chance. But usually for me, that's like grounds to go. So I'm not usually interested if our sex is awkward. And I've had some awkward ass sex. I'm trying to get down to these strawberries in my drink. They're looking very tempting right now. Um, Last grounds to ghost. I'm gonna end off on something deep here because you know that's all my favorite. Um, Different core values. Let's talk about it. I put a poll on my story last week actually about some of these to see if you guys felt these were valid reasons to ghost and this one was actually pretty 50 50 um but I personally think that having different core values is a deal breaker um I've dated people with different core values in the past and they do catch up to you in the end um and if they hadn't yet I think they would eventually have um For example, if you're dating someone that is racially or sexually insensitive, um, for me, that's a deal breaker. Um, If you are so easily able to believe stereotypes about someone else, what's to say that you wouldn't act that same way with someone in my family or be quick to judge me if stuff were to happen in my life, you know? Like, I think that, yeah these are things that can be learned to be more racially sensitive and stuff like that. But I think that there is like a difference between someone who's willing to learn and someone who is so on the opposite end of the spectrum from you. Um, I do, however, think a difference in religion can work. Um, I've never personally had any issues with this, but I've also never really dated anyone religious. So... um, I don't know. I would love to hear some experiences on how difference in religion works. But I've seen like in my family and stuff, uh, my aunt who's an atheist is married to a Catholic and it works out. And so I think it can work out. But I think that you guys need to be on the same page about how are you going to raise your children if it were to get to that point. Um, Okay rewind this is like if you are in a serious relationship I am not saying go on first dates and ask are you religious and would you want to raise your children that way don't ask that that's fucking creepy but I'm just saying um eventually these need to be things that need to be discussed and they are deal breakers in my case scenario anyways um I just think it's important to not sacrifice what you love or what's important to you for a relationship um for an example if environmental conservation is like really 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 important to you as it should be um and your partner is a notorious litterer that's going to be something that's going to cause a lot of arguments and just fundamentally you are probably just very different people and um yeah you shouldn't have to give up anything you love for someone else so if they can't get on board or if you guys can't come to some sort of common agreement, um, run, see ya. There's a lot of other people that will also respect your interests. Even if they don't have the same ones, they'll respect them. Um, I feel like people often look like to look past these major differences because they're so uncomfortable to talk about. So uncomfortable. Um, they, always result in big fights and that's why people don't talk about them because how can you really if you're getting into that conversation not defend what you think in a case scenario like that like it's not really something that you can just um once you have a conversation it's really hard to overlook it so i think people just avoid the conversations of race sex all that altogether because it can often become awkward um and these conversations can come back to haunt you like yeah they can I remember a boyfriend I had when I was very young said at the dinner table with my aunt who is a social worker that he thinks it's okay to like spank your kids and stuff and I like really didn't agree with that and it changed the whole dynamic of our relationship it changed the whole dynamic of his relationship with my family and. Um just like things like that, you know, those are very fundamental different things that you need to figure out with the people you're dating. Um, and please don't ignore them because they matter a lot, a lot. Probably yeah, another one of those most important things in this case scenario. Um that's kind of all I have. I wish I had a lighter note to end off on because it ended off sad, but it was still a fun episode, I think. I know Um, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to me on YouTube. Write me a review on Apple, please. That's like the thing I need the most right now. Follow my Instagrams. Um, I'll put them in the link below, but it is Carissa Harrison and Meet My Mess Podcast on Twitter. I am Carissa M. Laura or Meet My Mess Pod. And on Twitter, it's on TikTok, it's Carissa H99. Um, you can send me all your questions on any of those platforms. Send me your stories. Tell me how you're liking the podcast, any feedback as long as it's nice. I'm still not that big, so I can't deal with the hate yet. Just kidding. I could, but I'd just rather not get it. Um, thank you so much for listening. I love doing this podcast every week. It makes me so happy. and makes me feel so so fulfilled. I'm sorry I've had such an issue speaking today. But we all know I am a mess. And I hope you all stay messy as fuck. Goodbye. (laughs) my mess.